All right. Uh, welcome back, people. It's been forever and a day, and this is going to be Kenter at Your Own Risk, episode number 27, where we discuss the season and series opener for House of the Dragon, Heirs of the Dragon. Um, before we get started, I just want to do a little shout out, and uh, I, I hope Kent's okay with this, but we recently lost one of our, our best friends, Russell Snyder. And I just want to say that, you know, the world hasn't been the same since he's been gone. So, uh, our friend Eric introduced me to Kent back in the day, and Russ was always part of that crew the entire time we were hanging out when we were growing up. So, I don't know, I just miss him. Sorry to, to bring you down right at the start, Ben. But. No, no, I'm just crying a little bit. Uh, no, it's, yeah, it, nothing has really, it, it's... It's felt very off. Um, and I don't know. This whole year has been kind of off, and then that was like the really shitty cherry on top. Um, you know, it was like I was, I was actually on vacation within like three days of coming up to being in your neck of the woods. To, I was going to try to surprise you since uh, I hadn't heard from you. Um, and then we were down visiting some family in Long Island and we found out that, uh, one of my son's, um, therapists had got COVID. So we tested and sure enough, my son got COVID. My wife got COVID. So we ended up driving back down to Florida to, uh, to not try not to infect the rest of our family. I got COVID on the drive. And then like literally the day after I got back, Eric's like, Eric called me up in the morning. I was sick as shit. And he's like, yeah, Russ just passed. I was like, what the fuck? Like, so basically how it went for me was through June and July, my mom had been in the hospital four times and I was at her place. She had just gone in for the fourth time and at 1103 at night, I get a phone call, wakes me up. I'm like, I'm thinking it's my mom dead. Like I'm not to be morbid, but yeah. you know, four times in two months and I see it's Eric. I'm like, he never calls me. So I'm thinking like, did he? get drunk and like pocket dial me and then i heard like his voice on my voicemail i'm like oh god like i, I couldn't figure out like only thing i could think of was sheila right mm -hmm. um and so i immediately called him back and gosh I, I, you probably could have given me a hundred guesses and i don't think i would have guessed right. i you know you know i mean and and the way it happened too i mean what a fucking weird world it, but I, I will say this can't you know i didn't get it I was obviously down here. I didn't get a chance to go to the service or anything, but I did pour out one for Russ's mom while I was uh, talk, telling my friends about the, uh, you know, what had happened that week. So, yeah, yeah, like you know, it was. It, I, I'll say this. So Eric and I both spoke at the funeral. Uh, the priest did the priest thing, and I always think that's awkward because usually the priest don't know the person that's deceased. But whatever, he did his best. Eric did a really good job, and it was, like, I was told, like, now they're going to, like, invite anybody else that wants to come up and talk, so I'm just sitting there waiting and waiting, and, like, the seating is so weird, it was like an L shape, so you're at, like, the middle point, and, like, I'm kind of looking around to see if anybody's coming up, and the priest comes up and is like, well, nobody else, I'm like... Oh, crap. So I get up. My pants start falling down as I'm trying to get past people. <laughs> and I'm like, uh-huh. Like the night before, my dress shoes fell apart. I'm like, yeah, this is going super well. And uh, it's funny because Eric's and my, I don't know, speech, eulogy, whatever the hell you want to call it, like they kind of coincided really nicely without ever planning anything because I legit forgot my notes at home before I went there. So I just winged it, and it, I don't know, it correlated really nicely. I, I was happy. Uh, I think Eric and I did a reasonable job in representing for us. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, I even got, got to talk about Russell's mom in, in the eulogy. I mean, she was right there. And <laughs> I, it, was, it, it was nice. I haven't seen her in so long, and, and it was nice to see her. And, I, I mean, all jokes aside, you know, really I hadn't, you know, she is a nice lady. It's just... Yeah. Mom jokes are mom jokes and whatever, but uh, 
I, I, I'm grateful for the fact that Russ and I was able to go down and visit Eric down in D.C. like back in March or April, whenever the hell it was. I mean, normally you're not grateful for going on like an eight-hour ride with somebody back and forth. In hindsight, yeah. I was, y- y- you know? Uh, so, uh, just, it was so... Dude, that week I was just writing up uh, a new script for Russ and I. Like, we'd been waiting and waiting to film something, and I was just working on it. I was like, well, that's horrible odds. So, yeah, but uh, hopefully, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just hopeful for Heather and the boys, and I got a lot of stuff to pass on to the boys, obviously. I got a ton of, I don't know. I just got a ton of stuff, really. Yeah. I, I, I have known Russ since third grade. He is, like, my longest uh, tenured friend, so to speak. Um, when I first moved to Mayfield, he was, like, the first kid that invited me over to his house. All that stuff. So, yeah, just uh, very strange, very shitty, but uh, hopefully, you know, things improve, I guess, if they can. I don't know how to word that. Uh, here's here's to you, Russ. We'll be talking about boobies and dragons and rapers getting their dongs sliced off. So, yeah, that that's a good tribute right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to uh, segue, um, I, I mean, I don't I don't know how Kent was feeling necessarily, but. I gotta say that, like, my anticipation for this wasn't as high as I think, like, my wife's or several of my friends. I felt let down by the last season of Game of Thrones. I'm still waiting for the next for the Winds of Winter to come out, which was supposed to come out, you know, like, 11 years ago. Um, so, uh, and needless to say, I wasn't super thrilled to see, like, a prequel series, you know, where we already know how, how it ends. But, uh, I will say this. I watched the first episode and I was like, you know, this is really good. Let's let's hope it stays that way. Because, I mean, Game of Thrones started out really super strong, too, and went downhill after time. So, so actually, that was going to be my first question. Actually, I had a couple of first questions, so to speak. Um, my first... I, I, I felt trepidation is my best word I can mm-hmm. use to describe going into, into this because of how the final season went out and because we're getting the prequel. So, my first question to you is, would you have preferred a prequel or would you have preferred something after the events of Game of Thrones? See, I, I don't I don't know. Like, I'm kind of excited about like what they're talking about doing with like the Jon Snow show. There's a Jon yeah. Snow show? They're, they're, they're talking about doing one with him as a sequel about what he does with the Wildlings after he goes north of the Wall after the end of Game of Thrones. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, so I mean, I'd be interested in that. Uh, I mean, some of the ones that they're talking about doing, like um, the the one sailing princess that Arya was super excited about, I think, Nymeria. Oh, yeah. They're talking about doing one about another show about, like, all of her voyages, you know, so like a female Game of Thrones Sinbad kind of show. That would be fucking cool. I hope that they don't go the Walking Dead route, just because Walking Dead is now officially expanded its universe to, I don't know if it's like six different series at, at this point. At as, as some point, you kind of got to... Uh, I mean, the other thing, too, is I would have been completely happy if they didn't do anything else with it. I mean, Game, Game of Thrones got everybody into it because of it was based on a song of ice and fire you know the only books out there oh they're doing i don't know if you've read the duncan egg books i i haven't read anything so okay so they're they're about um like daenerys's uh grandfather when he um he uh basically gets like disowned for a while and he uh he has to hide and travel around as a commoner and he's going around with a hedge knight who's like teaching him, you know, like morality while he's doing it. Um, so they're talking about, I mean, they're talking about doing like five or six different series and, you know, maybe kind of like Lord of the Rings. This is something that, you know, you did the one successful thing. You just let it die. You don't need to do the whole 
Marvel Cinematic Universe of Game of Thrones. But aren't they doing Lord of the Rings on Amazon now? Yeah. yeah let's not even go into that. But yeah, exactly that kind of thing. You know what I mean? I guess my follow-up question to that question is, if they had to do the prequel, was Targaryens the most obvious and or most interesting choice? I think if you want something that's going to be similar enough to get everybody hyped, then yes. Because, I mean, think about what we get in episode one. Politics, sex, violence, dragons. We're not having to worry about, you know... Uh, I mean, so all of the special effects budget can go for the dragons. We don't have to worry about, like, zombies and white walkers and all of that shit. Um, not can, yet, at least. We can, well, not at all. I mean, because they would have had to have gone back thousands of years to, to hit that stuff. Oh, okay. Um, and because it's during this particular time period, we're probably never going to go over to, to Essos, so we're not going to have to worry about like filming in Bravos or with the Dothraki or Marine or any of those places. Um, so we can cut down on our locations, which is probably why they went with, for the most part, better known actors in this than they did in um, Game of Thrones to start. Like, thinking back on it, I mean, the the three who had, you know, at least moderate, you know, Sean Bean was pretty well known, same with Lena Headey. And I forgot what the guy's name was who played Robert, but uh, he, he was like basically it, and everybody else in the show was like a relative newcomer. You know, here we have not necessarily huge names, but you know, Patty Considine, Matt Smith, Rise Ivins, uh, you know, like um, Graham McTavish, Olivia Cook. You know, so I mean, you're not talking about like A-listers, but definitely a lot more people who are going to be making more money than, like, Kit Harrington is um, episode one of Game of Thrones. I don't know who any of these people are looking at them by name, so I've, like, had to click on them individually, and, like, some of them I recognize from one thing or, or something, but by and large, for me, these are all mostly, like, new faces, which I'm okay with. Uh, I mean, because realistically, if you think about it... Uh, <clears throat> Sean Bean's gone after season one. Baratheon's gone after season one. And Lena... I mean, the only thing I... She hadn't done The Purge yet, had she? Yeah, she had done The Purge. She had done, you know, Brothers Grimm, Dread. Maybe not all of that, but, I mean, she... Sarah Connor Connor Chronicles? Sarah Connor Chronicles? Okay, so I really only knew her from one thing. So, for me, like... I didn't really, for me, like, once again, most people are unknown, which I'm kind of, I'm cool with, uh, quite frankly. Uh, a couple of people did look familiar, but I haven't clicked on every single person. Uh, like, um, the guy who played Otto Hightower, Rise Iphens. He's, a- he's, <laughs> he's been in a shit ton of stuff, but you know, they, they did enough with the way they had his, the beard change his jaw shape that I didn't even recognize him, although I've seen him in shit with a beard on before. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they did a good job of, of like, burying him in the character. Now, I mean, I, I personally believe they just went Targaryen for the dragons. Oh, uh, yeah, that too. That too. I, I, mean, I but, think uh, that's how you get the women. You say, all right, we got guys no matter what, because we're going to do Game of Thrones. There's going to be lots of tits and ass, or I have lots of violence. How do we bring in the women? Somebody raises their hand in the back row, says dragons. They're like, perfect. There we go. Because every woman that I've ever talked to about Game of Thrones, they love the dragons. Well, I mean, I think they like the, the men's butts, too. But Well, I mean, probably some, of the lady, probably some of the ladies' butts. And then they're the butts like Kit's Harrington, Kit Harrington's butt that I couldn't tell was a guy's butt until they turned around in that one scene in that last season. Yeah, that <laughs> that was a that was a moment. Hey, hey I'll admit to it. <laughs> that is a moment. That that season brought a lot of oddities. All right, so one of the things I noticed, and we'll have to see, you know, when episode two comes out, but um, they didn't do the uh, the intro or a intro 
like they did like with Game of music? Thrones. Well, music and, and yeah, the map was. I mean, when you think about it, like that intro is fucking awesome. That was one of the things that like right away solidified my interest in the in the series between between that the the fucking awesome music and then the the way that the model scaled around the map. You know, everything moved. And then it would change as you went from location to location. I mean, that was really fucking cool. And all we got was basically just the dragon symbol on like a medallion or something. Almost, almost minimalistic, like what The Witcher does. Right. Yeah. I, I think we'll get something more in depth as, I mean, because they gave us that really uh, interesting opening. Uh, which I enjoyed, uh, like the prologue, I guess you would call it, right? Yeah, and I was—I mean, it, it was—it was interesting because it was definitely a, a way different tone to the way they started it than um, than Game of Thrones went. Like, I think it's—I think it's interesting to to look at the difference between them. Um, because for you, for example, you have um. Yeah, you know, the the beginning of this one with you know like the uh, the introduction and the giving the background of the history of where everything's coming from, um, and why the beginning of the series is set like it is. Relatively slow. It actually does a great job of giving you enough information to get you on board without having to um, to like go into a super in-depth like 10 minute long Lord of the Rings introduction on the other hand you have Game of Thrones where you don't meet any of the principal characters and you start out with basically an entire family up in the north getting fucking whacked by zombies only you don't really know what's going on at the time uh, and but that is basically the only violence and action you have in the first episode of Game of Thrones you know, up until Jamie throws Bran out the window. Whereas in this one, we have a slower-paced introduction, but then we have a tournament, we have dudes getting murdered by the, the guard, we have dudes getting their heads caved in with axes, you know, straight up seeing shit like that. Uh, the worst, well, pr- or probably best film, homemade cesarean I've ever fucking seen. Jesus Christ, that was uncomfortable. Um... So I mean it's it's interesting the the differences and the contrast between the two shows. And I think it's like there's so many similarities and there's so many contrast and the opening really I, I think they did plenty to set it apart which was very smart. Um one thing I noticed they talked about 10 adult dragons. Are they saying that there's 10 adult dragons currently alive in this show? Yes. And supposedly we're going to see 17 uh, throughout the course of the series. And they said each one will have its own personality. However, by the the end of this uh, time period, they're down to four. And, you know, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's not like it's looking good for the Targaryens. This is basically the beginning of their downfall. Like... If you had to just guess, uh, because obviously we don't even know how many seasons this will get, how the ratings will do, I assume the ratings will be just fine, uh, considering it crashed the HBO Max app. Um, like, how, how, how many years do you think this is going to go uh, in story? I, the biggest thing is going to depend on what, where the time jump happened, like, in this season. Because we, we know there's one coming. Well, at least, if you've, if you've been, like following, you know, the stuff that they've been putting out, you know, looking at the cast list and stuff, you you know there's a time jump coming. I know that there's a younger version. I haven't really been these, paying attention to These it. are the younger versions. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, well. Uh, let me get into that when we get to the end. Let's circle back to that, because that way, you know, we can kind of follow along with what happened in the episode, and then I'll, I'll circle back to that. Um... So we, we have the beginning where Viserys, Viserys, however you pronounce it, ends up being chosen to be the um, the heir since he's the man. 
Um, I mean, no big break there. I mean, we already knew this was going to happen. Now, was uh, the other one that, like, I know 14 applied, only two were considered. Was the other, was the lady that was considered, is she married to Corliss yes. Valerian? Okay. Yes. Uh, he's that's, he's that's so wife. far my favorite guy so far, but I have a couple other people that are in the running for favorites. But yeah, I, I love his hair. Yeah, I liked him. And I mean, and I like the fact that she's not completely bitter, even though she got passed up. Um. I- kind of accepting of the policy yeah i mean she she well she's bitter but she's not like she doesn't hate her family because of it right um so then we go to the present day rayanera is flying around on her dragon she meets with her personal king's guard who's played by graham mctavish who's fucking awesome in just about everything he does he does a lot of video game voice work yeah, I, I noticed that. I, I just like his last name, Westerling. Yeah. Um, so there she goes to see her mom, the queen. The queen's not feeling good. Um, this is definitely a difficult birth compared to hers. Uh, they go to the council. The king's telling jokes. Um, Corlys warns them of a leader of a group of pirates and they're like why should we be worried about these guys blah 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 the triarchy yep uh she goes and meets her uncle damon he gives her a necklace and is super creepy when you consider how close the targaryens typically are to each other right right now i know this is kind of jumping the gun slightly but uh just for clarification um Whatever it was, something black daughter, something daughter. Was is yeah. that the name of his sword? That's the name of his sword. Yeah. And he gave her the necklace that's made of Valyrian I, steel, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's he's like, we both have a piece of our homeland now. Okay. Keep going on. All right. So the she's next seen hanging out with her buddy Alicent, who, uh, and you know, like I'm I'm not sure. Because I, I, like I said, I told I told you I haven't read Fire and Blood, and I don't even know how in depth they get, but I kind of get like even if even if it's not reciprocal, there's kind of like romantic little tinges there between the two of them. Between Allison and the Rhaenyra, yeah. You know, I'm I'm going to get to a point by like episode. Three, where I'm just going to be like Alice, Rain, Val, or Vis, yeah, and yeah. Damon. Well, Damon, I'll. And then, then we'll be like, which which Val, <laughs> which which right, Vis, yeah. which Ray? Because <laughs> there's but, Ray, Rayanaries and Rayanera. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, like just typing Rain on, on my thing. I, I was like, is it A before E, E before A? And I think in my notes. There's probably, like, it's almost probably half and half, really. So, thanks, guys, for picking good names. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. So, we... Now, how, how many, um... Because I, I believe mm-hmm. we're getting... Oh, no, we're getting to the wound first. What the yep. hell is the wound on the king's back? I no? don't... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't, like... I'm... We've already seen that the Iron Throne is definitely more active now. I mean, also bigger <laughs> now than, than I it was. I thought it was bigger. And and he cut himself. I'm like, dude, get, yeah. I'll file that down or something. I, I don't know. But I, here is my one thought. Is there any chance that this could be something to do with Dragon's... Was it Dragon Scale that was? Yeah, I, I don't know, though. I mean, I, I, I don't... I know how he dies... But you know how could, the king dies? Yeah, but he could get um, d- dragon scale before that. But maybe it's not. I mean, maybe maybe it's like he said. You know, he got it from the throne. But you know, it's the like what um, Tywin was talking about it back in um, and even Robert. You know, he's like the throne's alive. You know, it it pokes at you while you sit on it. I mean. I, I wondered way back then, like, if there was ever potential to, like, poison a tip or something on the throne. I always thought that would have been an interesting mechanism, but... 
I mean, uh, my my first thought would have been like, is this like an STD? Because he's but he seems to be, you know, a pretty decent guy compared to a lot of the nobles in Westeros. You know, I I definitely love seem, his character. Definitely seems like, like he loves his wife. So yeah, like I I went in expecting the worst of Viserys and. Well, I, really, I mean, uh, the first Viserys, we, Viserys, V-I-S, we met, you know, in Game of Thrones. I might call was him a fucking, at some point, too. Was a fucking asshole. So, I mean, you know, you would expect that if they're naming him after somebody, you know, he's going to be an asshole, too. He, he almost had, like, a Ron Perlman, uh, I don't know, presence to him at certain points, which I also appreciate. But I, I, like, I like the actor. I like the portrayal. I was really... Fine, it's, it's, I was unsure how I was going to see him because I remember the first thing I saw him in was um, The World's End. Oh, yeah, with uh, Simon... With, with, yeah, Nick, uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. There we go. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, he was like the straight guy in, in the comedy, so it was hard to tell. And then the next thing I saw him in was um, The Girl with All the Gifts. And I was like, okay, he can... Oh, he yeah, can do, he was in that. He can do a you know, action or, you know, a, a more serious role. I don't know if he can, like, has what it takes to be, like, main character in Anchor movie, but I was like, he's pretty good in that. So, yeah, I, I really like his character in this, too. I mean, I don't know if you want to we'll just finish going through kind of the plot, and then we can, you know, talk about what we like and we don't like, but... Well, yeah, I, I have think- one basic question without you potentially spoiling anything. Mm-hmm. I guess if you were to hypothesize... Uh, based on knowing what's going to happen with him, is he at least making it past the first season? Like, is it going to be something that goes on a little bit longer, or you don't know? Like, um, if you had to guess, I, th- I think so. They've they've got him in all ten episodes, so I mean, uh, but you know, like, I don't know if they they listed like beforehand, you know, like. Sean Bean being in all ten episodes and then considered his head in like the last two as a <laughs> right yeah the, yeah it's kind of misleading because like oh there's just a reference or a but, flashback and suddenly it's in ten you know but that's that's why I'm wondering like it's it's going to depend on how far into the future they jump gotcha okay all right um I think the next thing was with Emma 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 ammunition Emma yeah Emma. Um, how many, how, like, how many, was it five? Like, she had, like, yeah. stillborns, miscarriages, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, right? Five, five failed pregnancies in ten years. Whew. In addition to her, the daughter that they had. And I think, I think, no, they didn't have it. Was Rain the first, was she the first pregnancy, or did they not really elaborate if, like, the first one was the only successful one? Uh, they didn't go into whether, you know, like what the order was. So, like, if she could have been the first one, she could have been, like, the third one, but just the only one that survived, you know. I, I'm getting the feeling, though, she was the first only because it makes sense, like, first one and then everything else subsequently goes awry. Yeah. It would make yeah, sense. Yeah, I, mean, that, that, I mean, that seems to be the easiest, you know, Occam's, Occam's order. Right. Uh, so then we go to Damon in front of the city watch, and who, who is Randall Barrett? Because I'm, I have subtitles going, and it's like Randall Barrett. I'm like, oh, so Randall Barrett's the guy that I thought that Damon is. So I'm like calling him Randall. I'm like, wait, no, his name's Damon. Who the hell's Randall Barrett? Do we know? Because his name appears on the screen. Uh, is he like? He was like a captain. Like, is he just like the second in charge of the gold golden cloaks, gold cloaks? Maybe. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's that's the beginning of the gold cloaks, and we can see that they really didn't get much better. You know, all the way up into the point where they murked fucking Ned in season one. So that was such a good but brutal scene, and I'm just. What were they trying to really establish that Damon just doesn't care and he's half-assing his job and just wants to take it out on people? Or, like, were they hanging out, like, at this place where there's just, like, nothing but, like, the worst people and they're just like, all oh, these people are guilty, let's just kill them all. I I have a feeling it's... It, it was kind of like a... Not a great scene because they didn't really give you 
I mean, I, th- I have a feeling we'll get more context later as we find out more about Damon, you know. Um, so, I mean, it was hard to tell if they were supposed to be implying that these guys are just randomly grabbing people and, you know, say, oh, he's guilty, fucking cut. Or, you know, if they actually knew and these were criminals and they were just being brutal with the criminals that they were picking up. Right, yeah, I was a little confused by that. I mean, I loved the scene, but... a. L- you know, I mean, the, seconds of context would have helped. The other thing that got me was some dudes like raper, and then they cut off the the guy's cock. And I'm like, you meant rapist? <laughs> yeah, dude. I was like, oh, I was like, well, I was like, if we're gonna be, if we're gonna be using was, fake fake British accents, we should probably use at least British English. <laughs> well, at first, so this was. I don't want to say my fear because I can't tell you one way or the other which is, which is worse. But so since you know they said, said raper and then all of a sudden they're just showing his ass, I'm like, are they going to sodomize him? And then they cut off his wing, and I'm just like, yeah, I, I was, mean, I was like, they're either going to castrate him or they're going to shove something up there. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to see either. Right, both both yeah. were cringy. Yeah, they. Um, I mean, they definitely didn't hide from the gore in this episode. No, they. I, I feel that they gave fans kind of every like. If you were a fan of any like one aspect of Game of Thrones, they kind of threw something in there for you. And, I mean, and and the only other thing I would have liked to go along with this scene, and it's because it's it's one of Demon's refutations when he's talking to the tower or to the council the next day, but like. Is is he being honest when he's saying that you know crime is so bad that the the low, the the commoners are afraid to walk through King's Landing, or is that just you know him trying to get around you know being a fucking psycho? And uh, we we really don't have the context to see because all we've seen so far is you know just from a handful of people who are all you know if not royalty then nobility. Well, I, yeah, I wondered the same thing. It was like. Was he trying to step up to make himself look good, or was he actually trying to do good in his own brutal way? We, and once again, we don't have the context yet, of course. Um, yeah. And hey, we got we got a new girl that uh, I can't remember what her name was that Tyrion used to boink until she betrayed him. But Shay. Shay, there we go. Yeah, yeah we got our new Shay. <clears throat> Missaria? Yeah, yeah, something like that. I mean, I don't know if they ever actually say her name, but I mean, that's what it it is in the credits. So, right. Uh, She is attractive, so that's cool. So, and it seems that like it's hard. Oh, Dark Sister is the sword. Yes, there we go. I said Black Sister. It's Dark Sister. My bad. You're so racist. I mean, can we could just call us a Oscuro sister, and then I could just go a little Espanol there, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it seems like she's kind of manipulating him, almost like a... Not necessarily hardcore, but, you know, kind of like Ilaria Sand did with um, uh, Pedro Pascal. I forgot what his name. Oberon Martel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we go to the tournament. Queens in labor. Uh, Th- this was the, my whole favorite scene. I, I, I don't know if this was everybody else's, but like the combination, the contrast between tournament and the labor scene. Like, yeah, they did a good job with that. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, they did a good job with the tournament too. But I mean, just the back and forth. I mean, so we've we've got the Baratheon in the show getting his ass kicked. Um, yeah, how, how how many name drops were in here? Because I'm taking notes like there was a Tarly, there was Baratheon, and uh, Lord Macy. Some lady is Lord Lady Eleanor is hiding her pregnancy. We get a Stark later on. Yeah, I mean, there's a. I mean, all of the people are still there. I mean, it, uh, it like, felt comfortable in some way, right? Yeah. Um. What is. Where is Old Town? Is Old Town something we knew from Game of Thrones or no? Old Town is we only saw for a couple of episodes. That's where the the head of the Maesters are. Yeah, so where Sam went when he met up with Jorah in was it last season or the season before the last season, where he he cured his um. 
oh, his okay. scale rod or whatever it was called, and where he he stole the books on the um, John's uh, legitimacy. I hope we get to see somebody take their horse to the old town road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting on that one. Little ah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's where the, um, the, I think it was called the Citadel. I don't remember, but where, where they, all those guys get trained. So, uh, what, what's up with asking like the girls for their favor? Like, I mean, it's what, what is the point of asking the girl for their favor? Um, well, it's, it's kind of like, I'm doing is this in your, your honor. So, um, you know, you remember like a night's tale with Heath Ledger? Gosh, yeah, it's a while ago, but yeah. So like he he would ask uh, Rosalind for her favor, and then she would dance with him afterwards. Okay, so it's kind of like symbolic, and if you do good, maybe she'll give you something nice later on, like a dance. Yeah, yeah, okay. you know, like kind of a way, maybe maybe leading into courtship a little bit, maybe. Um, I mean, depending upon who it was, like. Uh, Loris probably when he was younger before, you know, they were forcing him to marry, you know, Cersei, whoever he probably would have been like asking his sister, you know, just because, you know, right. um, to, you now, know, for appearances kind of shit. Do, do we know any background on this Sir Kristen Cole? I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. I know a little bit, but it's more foreground, you know, stuff coming up than background. Like I mean, it seems like he's gonna be a player. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it was. I don't know. It's just really fun. I, I, I don't know the best way I can say. It. I, I love the fact, like, the fight, uh, like the big hand-to-hand fight with. Well, not hand-to-hand, but sword to. Mm-hmm. I don't know mace or whatever the hell that is. Uh, <clears throat> Morningstar. Or a there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I I just I enjoyed I I enjoyed everything about this like all the violence it, it, it was just such a sharp contrast to the C section and like oh, I feeling mean, the, bad for her uh, not only, not only that but they they show like just think about like the amount of character growth that they sh- well, not even growth but just characterization they show between like Damon and Hightower in this you know you can tell that they don't like each other so Damon picks Hightower's son cheats and hurts and injures him and then goes to Hightower's daughter and asks for her favor for the rest of the, um, you know, just, just as in ways to piss this guy off over the course of the tournament. It's the only time in my whole thing of notes where I wrote, ha ha <laughs> at that exact moment. Cause it made me laugh. It, it really did. I was like, Oh, that's such a good dick move. Uh, yeah. Gotta appreciate it. And I mean, um, the fact that Kristen Cole is Dornish, and I think this is like Dorn is part. I don't. Dorn might not actually be part of the Seven Kingdoms at this point. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of curious how Dorn played into anything yet, but once again, being the first episode, it's kind of yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, the the C section was probably one of the hardest things to to I've seen have to, you know, watch on a TV show. It's uh, not it's not super graphic, but I mean it's graphic enough, but it's like this shit leading up to it like, hey, I love you, everything's gonna be alright. Alright, tie her down and fucking <laughs> cut the baby out. Yeah, like he he played that and she's just like, okay, okay, and then all of a sudden she's getting pulled down like, oh, okay. And I, I just love uh, what was the guy's name? Me, me, Melos. He's like, well, we do know of a technique that we learned in the Citadel. You know, <laughs> it was like, all right, cool. Although, kind of, I, I kind of liked at Emma. I, uh, like, yeah. I mean, she was inevitable to die. It felt right from the get-go, but still, I kind of liked her character. So so we go from the the son is born but the queen is dead. He names the infant Balon. And then we don't actually see this 
but the next scene is a funeral, and we find out that the son died as well because there's a small little baby pyre next to the queen's pyre. Uh, and we get a nice little scene between Renera and Damon for a moment, you know, where we see that he's not a complete asshole. Um, and then we get we get Dracaris as her yes. dragon. Yep. I, I put three exclamation points after Dracaris. Uh, yeah. One thing I really like is the. I mean, I'm sure we're going to see this throughout a good chunk of the series. I would guess is like the the relationship dichotomy between Rain and Damon because it's not so cut and dry between those two. I like the fact that she's willing to talk shit to him too. <laughs> right? Yeah. I I really like their scenes together. They they're really good. I'm hoping for. Obviously, we'll probably get plenty more eventually, but I like that. So we then go to the council meeting again. Damon's not there this time. Um, they're trying to get Viserys to name a succession plan. They want him to choose between his brother and his daughter, and he refuses to make a choice. Um, you know... Things are going back and forth, like Corley's first is going to back Damon, but then since everybody's refusing him, he's like, oh, we could go for my wife, and you know, somebody's like, oh, see how fucking much you trade around on your, you know, first you're going to Damon, but now that he's gone, you're going to go back up your wife, you know, so it's not a very happy council. It reminds me more of like a Lannister council than like a Baratheon one. All, I, all we were missing was Littlefinger just kind of like sitting in the background just with his hands in his lap just kind of observing. I, I don't know. That's all I imagined. I enjoyed it. I also like how somehow they have like secret little fences that people can just spy on this super important council session, so to speak. Yep. Like, yeah. That's, you, that's, you guys that's did awesome. a bad job. <laughs> uh, so then we go to... Um, Hightower talking to his daughter, Allison, and he's like, hey, why don't you go dress up like your mom and go seduce the king? That was probably the creepiest scene, and I, I applauded it wholeheartedly. It was just like, in his chambers, wear one of your mom's dresses. <laughs> like, all right, yeah. Is he? What kind of play is he making, though, with that? Is he trying to get the king interested in Allison? Uh, well, we'll get there in a second. So, at least at this point, Viserys is, you know, oh, well, thank you. And he's he's not a creeper at this point. Um, and he just keeps playing with his model of King's Landing. Uh, we, we go to Damon at an orgy where he's just watching and drinking and not actually fucking this time. Um, he gets himself in trouble by calling Balon the heir for a day, which Hightower, of course, hears about. And let's Viserys know. So Viserys calls Damon to the throne room. He's pissed off. Damon gets pissed off about not being the hand. He hates Hightower. He tells Viserys that he's weak and that Damon's the only one who can protect him from himself. So he gets ordered to go back to Runestone and see you later. Two two high points here for me was I think the first uttering of the word cunt. So yep. you know, props you know, remembering my boy the hound. And secondly, uh a term I've never heard, lick spittles. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good I, one. It really is. I, I had to write that one out. I'm like, I'm, that one's really uh yeah. Uh yeah. So then we go to Viserys' meeting with Rhaenyra in the Dragon Room. He apologizes to be, for being a you know, uh, misogynist, basically, <laughs> or a man, uh, and says she will be a great queen, and he's sorry that he didn't prepare her more. He explains to her where the whole Song of Ice and Fire came from, about the dream that Aegon the Conqueror had, when, which is why he decided he had to have... Uh, uh, conquer the Seven Kingdoms in order to be able to fight back against, you know, so foreshadowing for Daenerys and Jon. Um, the Council swear allegiance to the, the princess. Uh, and he flies away, and that's basically where it ends. 
Yeah, he's going to the Vale. Yo, there was one lady that had a striking resemblance to Catelyn Stark, and I don't remember who it was that I saw, but I was like, oh, wow, she, like, in the face, just really looked yeah. like Catelyn. But, yeah, it, I mean, that whole, I, I liked his whole story about Aegon the Dream, and, you know, they got the Song of Fire and Ice reference going. It, it, there was a lot of cool things going on. Um, now we, so we won't see any aspect of the, the night, like the, the White Walkers or anything. We won't see any of that in this series, right? Like none of that. Right. Right. Okay. Now, does the Third Eye Raven still? Would he be no, relevant not, in this? No. 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 Okay. What about the Children of the Forest? Do they exist? Um, possibly. I mean, well, I mean, they exist, obviously. But, um, you know, like, as you can see, um, they're still worshipping the old gods and the new together. Right. No. So, they, I mean, they, they had the weirwood right up in the middle of the, the princess's garden. So, um, they would have been more likely to see a Children of the Forest, like, back then, before all the new gods started cutting down the weirwoods and kicking them out of their forests and shit. Makes sense. Yeah. I assume you watched the preview for the quote-unquote rest of the season, right? Uh, I watched the trailers before it came out, but no, I didn't watch the preview for the rest of the season. I, I want to make three three things. I want to state three things. Mm-hmm. One, they referenced the prince that was promised. And now, this is probably because I blacked out a good portion of that final season. Did they ever say who Azura High was in Game of Thrones? I think it ends up... Was it Bran? Arya? John? I think it was supposed to be John, And then... Okay. Maybe John and Dan... I don't fucking know. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think I they know. Like I feel like they kind of didn't... Arya? Yeah. <laughs> but they definitely referenced the prince that was promised in the preview moving forward, so I was like... All right, cool. I'm happy because Zora High was probably like one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, another thing, and you probably have some more knowledge than I do about this. I don't know. I get the feeling that Allison's going to be a, a a heel more than a face in this moving forward. Like, all right, all right. So the the basic premise going forward and why this becomes a war is Allison marries Viserys, right? That and and like. Likely. Whenever years later, you know, eighteen years later, whatever, they have a son, and he wants to keep it with Rhaenyra as his his um, heir, and Alicent, and however Kristen Cole works, and I don't know if he's like the Lancelot to this Arthur Guinevere kind of thing, or if he's just a retainer or a friend or whatever. Um, They talk uh, her son Aegon into rebelling against his sister, Rhaenyra. So that's where the war portion comes in between them. And then, like, they they kill um, Rhaenys, the, you know, like, they kill, end up killing Rhaenyra. He becomes, uh, like, Aegon IV, but he's, like, the worst Hightower, or, excuse me, the worst um, uh, Targaryen king and ends up being deposed within like a, a year by his own son. So, very nice. So, I mean, that's a, like I don't know. You know, if we get to if we get a time jump to where the kid's only like two, then it could be you know like four or five. Six, but if we get a time jump to like where the son is already like sixteen, then less seasons. I don't know. But I mean, we like they've already told us who the adult. Ray and Era and the adult Alicents are so. If you had to speculate, or maybe you just know the answer to this, is is Dama, Damon going to be a long term player in this, or is he kind of just going to serve until like the time jump to be like a thorn inside, or is he going to be? Waiting I to see. Win? I I don't know. I I don't know enough to to like. I don't know if like for example, he kills his wife and then tries to hook up with his niece. You know and. That's the hope is of the on, dream, right? Is on her side, you know, during this, or if, you know, like, by the point that that shit happens, he's already dead, you know. So. I, I, he reminds me a little bit of, like, Michael Rooker in the best way possible. 
so I'm a big fan of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like I in my mind as I'm watching it, because once again I didn't know there was going to be a time jump, so now I have to reconfigure everything I just thought about. But in my mind, I'm like, oh, this guy's going to be a really good villain for at least one season, maybe longer. But I, I like. I was watching somebody do the review, and they're like. Damon, you know, Damon's such a complete asshole, so of course he's going to end up being like Jamie and end up being everybody's favorite character. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, why not? Because Jamie couldn't have been more despicable in season one. And, yeah. <sighs> I, do, you, do you. Do you feel that they made this its own story enough to separate itself from Game of Thrones, or do you think that that was never even the idea to do that in the first I don't place? think it was never even the idea, because, I mean, like, you, you, it's it's going to be impossible with all the families still. I mean, it's the same families. So, I mean, you'll have different people, but, I mean, there's going to be uh, a Lannister coming in, like, next episode or the episode after that. You know, I mean, it's just... We're going to... I mean, you the history is too intertwined in something like this. Do we, <clears throat> do we know anything more about Westerling as far as, do we know anything about his history? What? I don't No. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll assume the same goes for Beesbury and Lord strong. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. Like, uh, I didn't do again, much studying for this at all. I, like I read one of the blogs I follow, like, the guy read Fire and Blood, and he went through and he listed, like, okay, this is the ranking of the best to worst of the Targaryen monarchs. You know. Mad King was number one on best, right? No, he was worst. And only right oh. above him was this next Aegon coming up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, this exceeded my expectations because I just... I had to push myself to watch this, even though, like, I- I've been kind of excited. Deep down inside, I'm really braced myself to be disappointed. Yeah. Um, and this thing's going to fool me. At some point or another, I'm going to be very disappointed, and I'm going to go back to this this podcast and be like, remember when I told you I was going to be disappointed? Yep, here it is. It's going to happen, but I may as well enjoy the ride while I can. Yes. I agree. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. All, all in all, I thought it was a really good first episode, especially compared to other uh, spinoffs. Like, I don't know, I'll use Fear the Walking Dead for an example. The first episode sucked, uh, comparatively. Uh, so, so this, I don't know, this just felt felt right. I, you know, the look felt right. Everything kind of looked right for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, they did a good job. I, I mean, like I said, uh, a lot of it's going to come down to just can the writing keep up with it? Yeah, I mean, and I guess a lot of it comes down to how they handled the time jump, since that's an inevitable thing, apparently, that I wish I would known about. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's fine, because I probably would have wrote the blog asking dumb questions that you probably would have just responded, Kent, there's a time jump, you idiot. <laughs> and no, I've been like, I would have, I would have, right. I would have waited. <laughs> I, I mean, like, it, re- ask it me reminds again. me of the damn squids. Ask me again in- next week. <laughs> ask me again next week. <laughs> it reminds me of like the squids and Watchmen, where like you and Jim like fully aware of this whole squid thing, and I'm just like, what the fuck's this squid shit going on? <laughs> So yeah, sometimes it's, it, sometimes it's fun to be oblivious, uh, and in this case, like I, I like being oblivious. Simultaneously, I, I do want to inform myself a little bit. I just don't want to know everything. That that's one thing I. I, I mean, I mean, I'm not this. This is the extent of my knowledge. Everything that I know about this coming into it has just been laid out. So I have no more forewarning over what's going to happen. I mean, you know, you you permanently. Uh, scared Raylene from ever being on this podcast because of your vast knowledge of Game of Thrones to the point where, you know, I just, you just sit there. I like, just talk huh. a lot like I know what I'm talking about, and sometimes that's correct. 
that's how I feel about wrestling. I mean, most times it's just bullshit, but you know, if it sounds good and whatever. Uh, so I'm trying to think of anything else. I, I only had a few questions really written down, and I, I now you don't know. I guess, like, during the time jump, are we saying that dragons are going to die, or we don't know when the dragons die? I'm assuming they start dying once they act- the Targaryens go to war with each other. Okay. I also enjoyed that you that apparently riding a dragon presents a certain stench on you. Yes, I did not know that. I kind of would have thought that would have been, like, I, I wouldn't have thought there would have been that much of a stench from a dragon, but... Mm, well, I mean, think about lizards, like... I don't know if you've ever had, like, an iguana cage, but... I've never ridden on a iguana. Well, so I mean, not, not necessarily riding on it, but even just having one, like, if you don't clean them out regularly, they start to smell. Yeah, like, that makes sense. I've just never had one, so... Okay. Yeah, maybe... Right. I mean, maybe Danny was just like, I'm going to scrub the shit out of you guys so I don't stink. I can see that. I, how, else am I gonna, feel- how else am I going to be able to seduce my nephew if I smell like dragon? Ah, <laughs> oh, gosh... We need more incest in this by I week you know three. I I bet we I bet we'll get it. <laughs> that, that that is the hope in the that that's what people are really missing from this one. But we'll get it. I I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm exactly that's exactly if I bet if I went to down to the reviews that would be exact there's <laughs> needs more incest. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you see anybody uh, in the council, I don't know what the hell the name of it is, whatever, the council that's going to be like the manipulator, the little finger? Or... I don't know if we're necessarily going to see a manipulator with with these guys, but, um, I mean, we, we're already kind of seeing it with Hightower. I mean, sending his daughter, you know, the queen isn't even in the fucking ground, you know, a couple hours, and he's sending his daughter to go seduce the king. So. I... I, I thoroughly enjoyed the fact that there's like all right you know your baby and wife just died but we really gotta talk about you know who's gonna succeed you right now no time for mourning we need to have this conversation right now and we're gonna argue about it like i i I love that was when they've had that conversation before the baby given uh emma's history like you're already kind of half expecting that baby not to live, so shouldn't that conversation have already happened? Uh, I would have imagined they would have been like, yeah, let's have this conversation. He's like, no, 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 I'm not going to have to worry about it. I'm going to have my fucking son. My fucking son's going to be my heir. I had a dream that my that this baby has a cock, and we're good. Yeah. Okay? We're not just only good. does he have a cock, he was fucking, dragons were bowing to him, and all the bells were tolling. It was fucking 4th of July in King's Landing. Everybody was happy. Yeah, yeah. He has some good dreams. Santa was giving out boobies and beer. Ah, uh, yes. All right. Um, I, I guess to wrap this up, is there... Wow, I'm hearing some sirens going on. Something crazy's happened. Anyway, uh, is there any one thing that you're looking forward to above and beyond anything else? Uh, yeah, I just hope it does well. Because we we don't get a shit ton of fantasy stuff, and between Lord of the Rings and then Game of Thrones, we got we started getting more of it because of the success. So if this tanks after the way Game of Thrones ended, I think, and I have a feeling, Wheel of Time is going to tank, and I have a feeling Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power is going to tank. Um, I have a feeling that we'll stop seeing people being willing to invest in these types of shows. What what is Wheel of Time and what channel is that on? I, I don't know anything about it. It's on Prime. It's based on you know like basically if Lord of the Rings is the most popular series of fantasy books, then the Wheel of Time is the second most popular series of fantasy books, and they just they fucking they've done it horribly. Fair enough. All right. See, this is how little I know about anything fantasy. Although I am still rooting this on because I I hate to see any one genre just die off. It, it, it the more variety we have, the more everybody has something to to watch and enjoy. So, for for those reasons, I, I hope this is a success. I hope we get a good five years out of it because it's content. I like content. Yeah. 
Well, there we go. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back with a part B to uh, just uh, probably shoot some shit for a little bit. Um, So stick around or come back. Thank you.